is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Day number 15 of Cowboys Camp 2018, and we've got some morning football behind us as the Cowboys will practice this morning. Final practice before the preseason opener on Thursday night in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers. Wednesday will be a travel day, and so this is our last chance to talk to you from Oxnard before that game. So we're going to treat the next hour not only as a training camp show, but as a preview of uh, what you can expect to see on uh, Thursday night. Hello, Rob Phillips. How are you? I'm great, Bill Jones. How are you? I'm good. And Brian brought us. I saw you bright and early this morning, although a little later than normal. Yeah, you how can about tell that? it's the 15th day of camp because we're getting mm-hmm. into the exercise room a little bit later. Yeah, I struggled to get to the exercise room, but I'm glad you I made, made it. it. There. I'm glad I made it. I had to talk myself into it, but I did. Yep. Uh, I was able to get I it felt, done. I felt the same way. I, yeah. need, a, I need a day off. Uh-huh. And Mickey, how was your bike ride? That makes three of us because I had some work to do, and I tried mm-hmm. talking my way out of the workout room, and I said, you know, you I know, better go. It's the go. last day. Yeah. For, so yeah. I did, and I came out here, and the sun was coming up through the trees, and I wanted to scream, good morning, training camp. Well, did, you tweeted, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, you tweet, tweeted was, a little sunrise over training camp. It was gorgeous camp. this morning out yep. here with the – filtering through the trees oh that's right you so know and, you know and when what we a get, poet this guy is and when we get that music to start the show now it, it sounds like something really important is getting ready to happen that's because something really important is all right ready to happen. a little pregame yes. show here yeah it's you like to call it the earliest pregame show possible <laughs> and we're we're, yeah. we're 48 hours in advance here that's right and I know we get a lot of listeners over the next 48 hours because people, yeah, yeah, it's the preseason, but it's our first chance to see sure. this team playing against uh, somebody. Uh, the first of four this preseason, you want to see the young guys out there because you're not going to see, well, there's not old guys on this team anymore. <laughs> right. Actually, you know, that's you're, you're funny not you see say that. that. Much. Uh, last night, Brad was getting his chart ready for the broadcast, mm-hmm. and he called like this up. this chart? Yes, exactly. No, well, not as wordy. And he called up the one from last year to kind of fill in the yeah. blanks, and he started going over the guys that were on the team last year, like either first or second team, right? There's been a lot of change turnover. on this roster, a lot of turnover, and even with starters, if you if you look at it. And not just, you know, we talk about no Dez, uh, no Witten. Well, there's no Nolan Carroll, there's no Orlando Scandrick, and you can go on Justin Durant. And Nick Hayden was the starting, uh, was a starting defensive tackle yeah. a year ago. Or not, not, not Hayden. Nick uh, P- Pia. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen, Stephen Pia. Pia. I'm going yeah. back a couple well, more years. Well, that's only back. one year back, <laughs> two years back. They're but, the same type player. But again, it was it was. <laughs> hey, Kyle Wilbur. Yes, Ryan Switzer, guys that helped out on special teams. It's it's changed a lot, and then. Then there's like the era shift, right? With Witten on top of it and Dez, and it's like then it's it's not just the typical thirty percent of your roster turns over. It's probably more like forty percent, and then you've got young guys now that have to take over the team. It's this is the most dramatic shift I think I've seen since I've been around. Which here I think years. makes these preseason games uh, more intriguing than they have been in the past. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I you know 
to me, it's the the former scout. I mean, I just you know I, was, I had that we had a question this morning in the mailbag of like, what are you looking for? What are you watching? And I, and I don't know about you guys when, but you know when I was broadcast when I broadcast games with Brad, you're trying to look at everything. I mean, you're just trying to describe, and then at the end of it, you're thinking. Okay, what did I just see? You know, as you're describing all this stuff like that. So, but in this case, there's so many players that are trying to get roster spots, and there's so many positions that are trying to be filled. Not just backup guys, but starter guys. You know, what's the yeah. combination going to be at wide receiver? What's the the linebacker situation like? Defensive tackle. You could you could throw a blanket on a lot of these positions, and it's just not one or two battles. It's it's like four or five guys at different positions that you have to keep your eye on. Like, okay, well, we've seen Antoine Woods. Mickey's guys played really well in practice. He's done a great job. Okay, how do things work out in the game for him? Is he going to show up in the game? Is it, oh, wait, he looks good in practice, but he doesn't play. So there's so many things. These wide receivers. We've seen Lance Lenore look great. Is Lance Lenore going to look great when we get to – the San Francisco game this week. That was week. my mailbag See, answer. That, that's number that, fourteen. That's where this thing is. It's, you just can't focus on one position or one player. You have to focus on a large group of, of players. I mean, like look that. at the backups right now on on offense. Second team. Yeah. Michael Gallup not here last year. Cameron Fleming not here last year. Kadeem Edwards was on the practice squad. Joe Looney was here. No Marcus Martin. Chaz Green was here. No Blake Jartwell. He was on the practice squad. Tavon Austin, not here. Lance Lenore, practice squad, and then Cooper Rush and Rod Smith. So that's just the second team offense. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing how this team has changed out. But you know what hasn't changed? The expectations. Yeah. They're still as high as ever. Some of that's normal. Well, it's the Cowboys. Well, typically teams turn over about a third of their roster just from attrition, from free agency draft all that but like the thing that keeps jumping out to me is the skill positions wide receiver tight end Dak's working with an entirely new group and I don't know if that's being emphasized enough in this camp now he hadn't been great all the time but it's a different cast and not only that there's been guys that have been out as well so and that's why when we watch the two-minute drill that there, there's going to be some struggles as we go along here because – and not only that, not only do you have new guys on the roster, and some of them are veteran guys who have come over from other teams, but with the – Hearns has been out and missed right. a couple of days. Thompson. Thompson's Thompson. Thompson's right. out, whatever. And uh, so it's going to take some time. And, and so don't uh, knee-jerk on, on some of this stuff at this point. But at, at a certain point – we're going to need jerk. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we will. Yeah. But, but that's where, you know, I, I know about you guys, everybody doing shows and stuff, maybe, you know, some national shows, whatever. But that seems to be the biggest concern with, with people. The biggest question I get is how are they going to move the football? Are they going to struggle throwing the football? That's where I think it's it's not – well, that again, if, you know – we we I had a question For today. Those watching on camera. Yeah, I, I what have happened? A, I didn't see he it. He did a he did a running oh. like he was running <laughs> with his fingers. Uh, the, to me, th- that that's where the questions are going to lie. If you know, is this going to be the first NFL offense to ever see eleven man box? You know, are they just not going to not going to care about the wide receivers? Are they not going to care about the tight end? Yeah. Are they not going to care about the quarterback because he can he can't throw the ball accurately inter, past intermediate? Yeah. So that's but. that's where you know people say, well, yeah, defense looks you know good here, this and that. But I, I, the questions I've been getting, and I think it's a, it's a narrative that people are putting out there is 
the receivers have not been getting open, and Dak can't throw the football. That's that. And to your point, and your point about knee jerking, I, I think you have to be careful there. But it, it seems like everybody's starting to think like if the Cowboys can't run the ball offensively, they're going to struggle. That that seems to and, be the one narrative that I'm hearing back from people from a national level. To a certain degree, that's fair because what happened when Zeke was out and they ran it okay, but they didn't respect it, other parts of the offense and it didn't go so well. No, they respected the passing game. They took away the passing game because they didn't fear Alfred the, Morris or Rod Smith. Right. So now, which is why Alfred Morris got five yards a carry, but he wouldn't. He wasn't. Gonna be, he wasn't going to tote it wasn't, the football it wasn't like sustained. Zeke was. Yeah. How many he touchdowns gonna, did he score? Yeah, he wasn't going to carry yeah. it 30 times either. Right? Go ahead. Like play, a, play, a, play an 11-man box. Yeah. See, that's what yeah. I think. That's to, not going to happen. I know. Brian said it. <laughs> no, but that's that seems to be the national narrative. Right, it is. That, right. that, that teams are going to try and make Dak Prescott throw the football to beat him. They don't feel like that Dak Prescott can beat them doing it that way. So why didn't they do that in 2016? Running game. Yeah, yeah. Well, so why didn't so they just say, okay, Dak, we're that's stopping the way this Zeke. Team is built. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they played eight-man box. I, right. I, I'm for I'm for Dak here. I'm not – I'm just saying – I know what the, the narrative is. The, I understand The it. narrative is that if he does not throw the ball better, they're not going to win football games. That's the narrative. But, but it all comes off of the last eight games of last year. And, and, and here's the deal. When well, you compare it's a turnover at receiver and tight end, too. They've got an entirely that's new That's what group. I was about yeah. to say. Sorry, Bill. That's the difference right there between now and not yes. only last year, but 2016. And, and him getting on the same page with this new crop of receivers, and especially at the tight end position, you don't have the cerebral qualities that Jason Witten had as far as reading defenses and being in the right spot at the right time. We don't know whether we have that or not because we don't we don't know Swaim and Jarwin and so maybe we uh, ought to, and, we ought to reverse that and the receivers and tight ends need to get on the same page. Well, with here's the quarterback. I talked with Babe Loffenberg yesterday about it and uh, aired some of it on CBS 11. You'll, of course, you'll hear more of it during the game on Thursday night. And Babe and Marcus Spears will be in the TV booth with me. Brian's going to join Brad on the radio call, but. Uh, he is supportive of Dak, and he, yeah. and he, just like what you're saying about Dak, well, his concern is the receiving core. Right. And when he says, you know, compare this receiving core to what the Giants have, for instance. Yeah. And he's, I think he said the Giants got four receivers that are better than what the Cowboys have out here. And tight end, too, with Evan yeah. Ingram as well. And if you so, want to call him a receiver or a tight end. And yeah. it's just they they haven't put the resources into the wide receiver position as far as a first or even a second-round draft pick. you got Terrence Williams, a third-round pick. Michael Gallup, a rookie, a third-round pick. Now, Tavon was a first-round pick with the um, Rams. Rams, but you know he's not what you would call the true go-to wide receiver. Yeah, so. they, they kind of – Drafted him that right. high as kind of a right a little toy out there. Right. So yeah, this is which by the way he started uh, to expand the toy yesterday, yep. lining up in the backfield yep. as a running back. Well, Jason Garrett told us the other day that they haven't fully put all everything into the you know still working on installation stuff. So I was kind of when I was kind of thinking that was going to be a at the star with us not watching practice mm-hmm. situation, 
But, uh, yeah, out in front of everybody, let's uh, let's line up Tavon Austin in the backfield and let's run shovel passes and let's you know run reverses and whatever else we have to do with him. And which, by the way, when they get back to the star, they're practicing in front of God and everybody. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it's open practice, <laughs> it's right? It's open practice. Yeah, yeah for five practices, I think four that first week and then a couple the next week, maybe five sure. or six practices will be open. Uh, we do have wide receivers, new wide receivers in camp today, though. You knew that, didn't you? With the, with the playmaker. The playmaker's in town, ah. right? And I, I believe Keyshawn Johnson is here, too. Are they suiting up? <laughs> <laughs> Might help. Might help. I don't know. Keyshawn. Couldn't hurt. Keyshawn does not well, look me, like the same person he was when he played. I'm sorry. Just going back when I'm thinking about Bill, are, are, we, are we okay with the routes the receivers are running? Are we, are we and, I, and I use the word concerned, about Dak missing them? Which one are we – because you see guys get open on vertical pl- passes, yeah, and they're not being connected. Saw it yesterday. Okay, so. now is that on Dak or is that on? I mean, I'm answering my own question here, but is that something where you say, okay, the ball needs to go downfield, the receivers are doing their part, but is the quarterback doing his? That's the question. So I you're have. saying he's regressed? I I don't know if it's regressed because they never really threw a deep ball. I, you know that that wasn't part of the attack, you know that they've had in the past with him as a quarterback. They're trying. You could tell when they run one on ones and the compete periods, they're running more vertical routes. But have we seen the success, the connection success? I've seen some separation. I have not seen the connection between the receiver and the quarterback throwing those deep. And but it's also been a problem for Cooper Rush. He's throwing some ball short, but I'm focusing on Dak yeah, because he's the one that's going to be taking snaps against Carolina opening day. I watched that pretty closely yesterday. Jason Garrett was watching the receivers a lot yesterday, and there were a lot of go routes run, especially yeah. in the one-on-ones. And, yeah, there were some missed, some overthrown. I think Tavon had separation on one, didn't get there. You make a good point. I mean, it's the, the short to intermediate has been Dak's game. No problem. But I guess, you know, they have more speed now with Tavon. They're sure. trying to add that as part of the offense. Also, to Mickey's point, create a threat at least make right. defenses try to account for that yeah you need to you hit know. on those plays if you're going to back people out you've said that a bunch and it's absolutely right if you don't want the safety sitting down there waiting for 21 to get the ball you better find a way to get somebody in the back end to get past that so he'll have to play back and respect that well so maybe you need a receiver that can just go up and jump and get a, a contested ball well uh, They've met, well. The, if you're using those short, if you're using yeah, Cole, Beasley, Cole Beasley, if you're Tavon using Cole Austin Beasley, going deep or yeah. Well, Tavon Austin routes. pulled one off the top of Ward's yeah. head the other yeah. day. Good for him. Beasley got one on the side yesterday. But one thing we've talked about is the problem with being five eight on the outside is jump balls are more difficult. Right. So if you got to track something there and you're giving up, I was four being sarcastic. By the way, <laughs> hey, Bla- Blake Jarwin's not a burner, but he's a guy that can get upfield and. Six five six six can get a jump ball on you. He's he's an option in that intermediate. I just game. want. I, I'm not so much worried about the jump ball. I just want to see the ball come nose there. Down, come <laughs> nose down into a guy's hands. Yeah, All right. That's what I want to see. All right. Uh, by the way, there was a strange sight around the league today. This morning, I saw a tweet. Uh, a visitor to the New York Giants camp today. Did you see that? No, I did no. not. Jason Witten is at the New York Giants camp today. Working? God, yes. That's so weird. Yes, isn't that weird? Yes. Did they let him in? 
<laughs> yes, apparently they did. Uh, Joe <laughs> Tessitore, who's he, the play-by-play uh, play guy yeah. for Monday Night Football, he uh, tweeted a picture of Joe Tessitore was my intern at Channel 5 25 years ago. No oh, way. Yeah. Now look where Joe Tessitore is. Yeah, look where I John am. Snyder's <laughs> the same way with me, as I've said before. So, yeah, we're yeah, kind of rolling but right along. is at Giants camp today. I wonder if they if they managed to follow him around because they hadn't covered him yet. So. Aha, there you go. I like it. Hmm. Landon, Landon Collins, they drafted Landon Collins to kind of handle that a little bit, but yeah, you're but right. He, he he didn't have a lot of success. No. Limited no. time. Think of all the big catches he made against the Giants. How about 18 most, in one game? Yeah, most receptions against <laughs> any other opponent, I believe. Them yep. the, the Eagles? It might, have been, it might be the Giants that he's got the most receptions against. And, and Tessator, in his tweet, said they were Witten was hearing from the Giants fans saying, we sure are glad that you're retired yeah, yeah. and gone to Monday Night Football now. This has got to be weird for him too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to still have, like, his body clock, like, he should be here, you know. That's yeah. That's an odd sight. I think I once those guys, team. once those guys move on, they move on. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I, I yeah. And so yeah. I think for I'm him, I'm not saying he wants to come back, but I'm just saying it's it's got to be an adjustment for him because mentally. he hasn't done he hasn't done the conditioning to get ready for camp. I mean, his, his season starts in March. Right. Whenever. You well, know. up until the point of time of the draft, he was working right, every was. day. Yeah. 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 And then and then all of a sudden we didn't see him at some of the captain's workouts. And you're kind of thinking. It was the Monday yeah, after something, the draft. Something's going on. When he didn't show up yeah. in that parking. In fact, I remember I talked to Keith O'Quinn, actually. Um, I, I saw him someplace a couple of days. or the, Actually, you know, what it was, it was that, that night I saw Keith out and uh, said okay what's going on what's going on because it was still up in the air sure well when he pulled in that parking lot and saw that that yeah. parking space was empty he knew it was over yeah yeah and they don't yeah. start yearning for football until september 9th he yeah. would like to show up september 9th and play yeah. he didn't want to go through this yeah. hey, he always practiced hard though Maybe i know he right did about but that. that's what you don't miss yeah you don't miss training camp. You think we got time for a phone call before we take a break? You're a the captain now. Oh, let's go to Mike in Oregon. Mike, you're on Talking Cowboys. You're the leadoff hitter. Thank you, guys. Hey, I appreciate. I appreciate y'all. Listen to y'all every day. Thank I you. I got a bone to pick with pick with Brian, though. Great. Uh oh. Now I listened to the draft show last year religiously. Yeah. And you talked about how great Woods was at safety and how great a deal it was for us to trade back up and draft him. And this year, all I hear about is throwing him underneath the bus and going out and getting a safety that is injury-prone the last two years, wants a lot of money. Elite elite safety you're talking about? Well, he, he was elite. No, he's, he's a Pro Bowl elite safety, but go ahead. Well... I, I understand that he was elite. Do you want your team to be still, better? Do you want your team to be better? For a year, do you want your team to be better? Lot, he wants a lot of money. Does, do you want your team to be better? Yes, I do. The Green Bay Packers pay Aaron Rodgers a lot of money to be better. So you're wor- are you worried about money or are you worried about the player? Well, I'm worried about both. Okay, why are you worried about both? Well, for one, uh, I, I think our, our young secondary sure. needs to grow. Okay. And the only way they can grow is to play. Okay. And if we thought Woods was all of that last year, then maybe we ought to let him go out there and try. And if he fails, then we go get Thomas. Okay. 
but I think we ought to give him at least a shot before we get rid of him. No, I'm and just, go get I'm somebody just, else. my job is to try and make this team better. And I, you're, you're talking, you're absolutely right. I had Xavier Woods. I gave him a third round grade. You're absolutely right about that. But if you give me the opportunity to add an elite type of player to my football team, and the only reason why the Cowboys are exploring this is because they see the same thing. So if they didn't feel that, they wouldn't even talk to them about this. This could have been done during the draft at the 50th pick, and it was discussed. So I'm kind of in line with what they're trying to think about adding players. I understand what you're saying. I'm all for playing young players. I totally agree with you on that. But I'm also about adding players that can help my football team. And if I have the opportunity to add an elite player for a second or third round pick, I'm going to damn well explore that. Well, I understand that if he was 26, 27, but at 29, and the last two years he's been injury prone. Have you have you watched? He uh, you're in Oregon. 13, he's in Oregon. You, he wants you're in Oregon. Million a year, and you've got Dak and D. Law and Zeke and everybody else starting to come up in the next three years. Can you really afford to pay a guy? Is is? Let me ask you this then. So you're saying this player is not as good as Dak Prescott? I'm saying Earl Thomas. Yeah. I'm with Mickey. I'm with Mickey. No team ever said they lost the Super Bowl because of the safety. But they've lost Super Bowls because they haven't been good enough on defense. But I think our front seven is much better now. What do you think? You really think the defensive tackles here are much better? No, I think our pass rush. One pass rusher right now, if I'm, I'm correct, right? Our linebackers are. Okay. I'll give you the linebackers. And I think our corners are much better with Chris Richard. That's fair. And I think they will help Woods grow into that position over the year mm-hmm. with D-Law and um, Lawrence is really under a one-year contract. You going to pay him? Yeah, but I know, but we're going to say if he has the kind of year that we want, that we all hope Jerry's going to resign him. Okay. You guarantee, you guarantee that, right? Well, no, I don't, nobody can guarantee it, but I mean, Jerry's going to, if, if he's won the war daddy and if D-Law okay. turns out to be the war daddy, he's not allowed to walk out the building. Okay. Mike? I, st- I still go get Earl Thomas. Mike, we appreciate it. Yeah. You Thank getting you. us Good started call. here yeah. on Good Talking call. Cowboys. And Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Phone lines are open. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. 
When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues on a Tuesday morning here in Oxnard, California, two days before the preseason opener at San Francisco on a Thursday night, 9 o'clock kickoff Central Time, 7 o'clock out here on the West Coast, and the Cowboys will then be back here to Oxnard with a day off on Friday and back on the practice field on the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And if you're in the Southern California area, make sure you make it out here. It's a free admission, of course, and there's lots to do for the entire family out here. And then basically moving into the last week of camp right after the San Francisco game. Home opener uh, in the preseason will be a week from Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like that Mike uh, called there. I do. I like people that have spirited, you know, it was back and forth. He has his thoughts. I have my thoughts. Uh, Again, I'm trying to make this football team better if I can. I'm not going to sit there and let, you know, and I understand you have to think about playing within the salary cap, but there's ways that you can work around things. You know, we don't have a state income tax in Texas. You know, he's from Texas. There's things that are very inviting to him to be a part. I don't think he has to be the highest paid safety in the league. I think if he's playing for the Seattle Seahawks, he wants to be the highest paid. Especially but, with what they're doing to their team right there. I, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm to the point of, you know what, I'm trying to make my team better. If, again, I've said this before. If I'm Jason Garrett and I know my situation, I want as many players on that field that I know can help me to win football games to kind of maintain what I'm trying to do. And strangely, I don't think the, if they did acquire Earl Thomas that it um, it stops the progress of Xavier Woods. I think it helps the young guys. Myself, you got to learn how to be a and, pro and not only Woods, practice. but the corners, the young yeah. corners, and everything. Because Earl Thomas is that type of player. We see Chris Richard out here working every day. I promise you, you will see the same traits in Earl Thomas on this football field. What you see with Chris Richard. Okay, so that's at, not the issue. Intensity. That's not the issue. It adds it, right? The issue is not worrying about him wanting to play. It's worrying about how much it's going to cost you to trade for him and how much it'll cost you to pay him. That's that's the issue right now. And they can't get over the first one because they still want a second and the Cowboys are hanging tight on a third. Now, can you get a a third and give them a fifth or something like that for him? Will they? But – they don't want to trade them right now. Yeah, when, when John Snyder wants to trade, you have to be ready to make that call. The fact that they were at the, went on the clock at 50 in the second round, and if Connor Williams is not there, that they make that trade, I think that tells you the Cowboys are willing to deal in theory. They're willing to deal right there. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, again, the evaluation of your team. Will Earl Thomas, what kind of fit will he be, and can he help you with with the money you're going to pay him and what he can do down the line. And he'd have to help you. He will help you. No, I mean with the money you have to pay him. Yeah. I, I don't think he wants to be the highest paid safety. Then why does he say it? 
because he 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 does he would he would wants to do it in Seattle. He doesn't want he. I think if he gets in the right situation, if he gets in a situation where it's advantageous to him, I think that he will willing to to move on from Seattle. He will do what you have to do to make this work. Well, the other part of that is, and he's from South Texas, but if he wants to live in Texas the rest of his life, which he obviously does, yep. playing for the Cowboys. Instead of Seattle? <laughs> that was pretty city. Playing, playing for the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got to look at the big picture as he gets later in his career, too, and, yeah. and the benefits of playing for the Cowboys sure. in his home state. I've, yeah. I've run into a couple people now that have left California when they've retired and moved to Texas. And I'm going, aren't you doing that backwards? Yeah. And they're going, no, because they want 14% of my money yeah. state tax in California when I'm retired. Yep. So, there you go. Reason but that sure doesn't help the Rangers get pitchers. <laughs> well, put a, put a roof on that bad boy. Yeah, and they are, and so we'll see. <laughs> it's hard to pitch when it's 187. <laughs> yep, yep. 972-497-4400, the number to call to join us here on Talking Cowboys. Let's talk a little bit about what we saw on the practice field, not only yesterday, but the last few days in camp. And how about this Anthony Brown? Number 30 Anthony Brown continues to make plays, which he's done in training camp ever since his first day in training camp when he intercepted Tony Romo his rookie year. Yeah. It's Rob's guy. Is it my guy? Yeah, he was my man of the match yesterday. Yeah. He was man of the match cumulative man of the match that's a pick in two straight days did he have multiple picks yesterday in when you factor in all the different drills i think, seven yeah, I think seven. it's carried over i saw the yeah, one i wrote I saw about the one yeah, where yeah. he sat down and made the right, play right yeah chris richard was raving about him after practice said he's got a great attitude he's doing everything they're asking him to do and uh it was good to see cheeto back in teamwork yes yesterday but we saw him brown a little bit working on the outside uh in the in the blue white and did a nice job out there as well so the more you can do um, but I think ultimately he's battling Jordan Lewis for that slot position. Do you think he's, he's – I think he could play yeah. either side. He, he could. Yeah. He could. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's he's battling for the slot position. I, I'm, I'm, You know, Richard talked about it yesterday. He said that's why we have a grease board. It's easy yeah. to erase. We yeah. put the names up on the board and they're etched in sand. I love that quote from him. That yeah. was good. But then again, that being said, I think Byron Jones and Cheeto are your starting outside corners, right? Well, yeah. to, I mean, start, to start, to start, to yeah. start, to start. Week one, that's probably what we're. I, I just don't see Brown. You know, Brown at the OTAs in the minicamp, they threw him out there. We were all really. Well, I'm shouldn't. I shouldn't speak for you guys. I was surprised that Lewis was on the second team, playing outside, and then also in the slot. So, but Anthony Brown is having the type of camp where he doesn't want to give up his spot. I, I mean, I, you know, they took him out of the starting lineup last year at the, you know, and he started playing better actually at the end of the year. We've seen him get to far more balls than he has before. You know, the interceptions, the stuff like that, the positioning has been real good. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to roll over and say, okay, Jordan Lewis, just go ahead and take my slot job here. I'm, I'm going to be very competitive, and I, I think he's done that. You know, he's this was surprising. Uh, I jumped on with Hanging with the Boys yesterday, and they had Kayvon Frazier on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shannon asked Kayvon, we were trying to do real quick questions at the end, give me the three fastest guys on the team. Tavon Austin, Katie Cannon, Anthony Brown. Yeah. And it was like, Anthony Brown? He goes, oh, yeah. And I remember last year when somebody brought it up to him at his locker and somebody was talking about speed, and, and he kind of said, you know, don't, don't forget me. And, and they said something, and he said, just r let him run me. 
Yeah, I think Bill's going to tell you he's a four-two-seven coming out of Purdue. Uh-huh. He's, he's looking for it. Uh, yeah. Yep, I'm going yeah. to you know, it. His, his, his time speed out of Purdue was incredible. But speed's great, yeah. but instincts and speed instinct, are dangerous. football speed, yeah, and pads and all that. He's one of those guys that I could say they tried to get him on that, the interception he made, they tried to get him on an out route. He was did a great job of staying uh, with Michael Gallup and playing underneath. And then when the ball, he was in position when he saw the ball, all he did was put his hands up. So, Give him some credit for he that. He had a really so, – speaking of six-round picks that have done well, yeah. he had a great rookie season, wound up starting yeah. nine games. His problem last year was he yeah. got – Early. When, he, when Early. he got benched, yeah. he was among the most penalized players in the NFL. Yeah. I think he had nine or ten Confidence penalties. Confidence level was bad. And it dropped, yeah. 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 But 4 3 the 3 4 3 3 4 3 3 at I think the he combine. ran 4 uh, yeah, I think There are probably ran. some scouts that had him with a 4 yeah. 2 I think, when maybe. We, I, th- I think when people made the trip to West Lafayette, Indiana, they got him in the 4 2s, high 4 2s. Yeah, because yep. yep. the engineers there Here's had the better other thing. fields. Yeah, the other thing about he had 19 bench reps, <laughs> too. Yeah. For a cornerback. Sure. Have 19 bench reps. Well, oh, he's taken on. There's been a couple mm-hmm. times where Zach Martin's come rolling around there like a big truck. <laughs> and he's like, and I give him credit. You know, one time. There business was, there, decision. Well, that, well no. <laughs> I know, this, and he's not. He's not. But you know what he could have done out here? And this is just being a good teammate. You know, usually these guys, when it's a defensive, they will go low. They will try and take a blocker out low. Seeing Zach Martin run around the corner, he just said, okay, I know I'm going to take my butt whipping here. He didn't go low on on Zach. He, he stayed up, tried to fight him a little bit, and then got washed. But, you know, that's a good teammate that won't try and cut another teammate in open field out just here. keep our all-pro guard Yeah, just upright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but as well as he jumps, he'd just leap right over him. <laughs> okay. All right. How about Jordan Lewis? What did Jordan Lewis run at the combine? I'm trying to remember what Jordan Lewis. Anthony Brown was a 4-3-3. Jordan Lewis was a 4-5-4. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I knew it wasn't. The time speed at Michigan was better than, than four that. four seven is what I've got yeah. listed here. Yeah, exactly. That's fast enough. Yeah, sure, it's fast enough. Fast but enough. Go, go look yeah. up Everson Wall's speed. I don't think I have that. <laughs> you can't go back that far. <laughs> yeah, I don't. yeah. And coming before listening, the internet. nothing against you, but you, boy, you, but, you outplayed your speed. But and the Cowboys have been looking for that cornerback who can intercept <laughs> passes like Everson Wall's good. Yeah. You know, no question. No All right, Nebby in Silver Spring, Maryland. You're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Nebby. Uh, 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 hi, guys. Uh, 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 I am going to be keeping a, a close eye on Xavier Woods and Leighton Vander uh, Esch when, when we play in San Francisco on Thursday night, and I was wondering, uh, 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 who, uh, uh, who are you all going to be keeping a cl- close eye on w- w- when we play in San Francisco on Thursday night? I, t- uh, I-, I take care. Thanks for being patient with me, and have a great week. All right, Thanks, Nebby. Neb. Way Thanks to go, Neb. I'm who, right there with you. Yep, you, so that's your guys? That's two of them. Okay, that's Antoine two of them. Wood. Okay. Okay, Can he some? continue? Okay, yeah. Antoine Woods, number 64. Oh, Antoine Woods, I'll look up his official height, but he's 6'1". Yeah, Not quite. I don't know if he's, he's your uh, He's your Pepsi machine with arms. Yeah, he's yeah. Pepsi machine with arms. Yeah. Interviewing him yesterday. Yeah, you looking down at him, Bill? <laughs> oh, he's not very tall. No, no, he's we, not. We, we, you looking thick. down? <laughs> but he's stout. He is stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested. Like I say, doing the game, you kind of get. You have to focus. Try on the whole field, and at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, what just happened? 
But I, you know, I think Nebby's right with that. We've we've touched on. I'm interested to see. I think Rico Gathers has practiced pretty well, and I'm interested to see if he can kind of take some of those things. We've seen him play pretty well in some preseason games. I'm interested to see him. Dalton Schultz as well. That tight end group as a whole. Uh, I'm also interested in Bo Scarborough. You know, the running back. I, I want to. Well, you're going to see him. I, this is where this is where I'm with Scarborough, Jackson. Williams and then Shun. If you had to tell me who I think would have the most yards rushing out of that group, say come this preseason game, I think I would pick Trey Williams. That's what I've said all along. And then he got cut Thursday, <laughs> and then he came back Saturday. No, yeah. Back. yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, if they're running the football late, you know, the, you know, I, I'm hopeful that Scarborough will get that opportunity to show what he can do. But I have this weird feeling that that when we the man of the match, as we like to say, at running back might be Trey Williams, well, you know, with, if, with, with his explosiveness, the quickness he has. And when he'll play, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, and they told him when they cut him, don't go far. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we would like to re-sign you. Like, stay it, outside the fence over it was, here. <laughs> it, was, it was out of need that, that they did it. Yeah. And then everybody's question was, well, why didn't you just cut the offensive lineman you cut? Well, the offensive lineman quit. Quit. Yeah, oh. unexpectedly. Yeah. Okay. And so then it was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll bring him back now. Bryce Johnson. Yeah. yeah. He okay. decided that he that wanted to get done. into his, yeah. I think, engineering or yeah. some sort of technology. You business. know, I can see that with with uh, guys who know they're not going to make the team. You know, it's a grind. It is. It's tough out yeah. here. You get I mean, two weeks in, it's and a grind. yeah. But you know, you know, I I think to go through what some of these guys do that are like seventy five and down on the roster. To convince yourself that you got a chance, mm-hmm. I mean that th- that's tough, but you got to do it. Otherwise, you can't go out here. No and question, practice. you have to do it. But you're also, if you're a young guy, you're also thinking about if I can't make this team, yeah, can I make somebody else's team, and, or can I a get sixty six hundred bucks being a practice squad player a week? And, but that that's something you also think about. Okay, if I see what's happening here. Can I play well enough to where they'll keep me around? That that also yeah. is a very I think where, where Bryce Johnson was coming from, St. Cloud State. Sure. And, yeah. And, the odds yeah. were long. Yeah. They were long. Nebby, uh, you mentioned Van Der Esch. There's not a ton of buzz around of this first-round pick, I don't think, uh, compared to some in the past. But I, I want to see him out there. And he's looked good, especially these last couple days. Brian, you always talk about he can run. He can cover. He can run. But he also can he take on guys. And he's been in position – Shown instincts, been positioned to make some plays. He snuffed out a uh, a shovel pass to Rod Smith yesterday. Right. That was really impressive. Um, Boy, they made him run yesterday. Yeah, three straight times. <laughs> yeah. I thought they. Were, I said, "There's no way they're going to make him do it the fourth time." <laughs> and they finally put uh, March Lewis. Did they even well, have a Garrett, quarterback well, in for one of those well, reps? Well, Garrett, no, pass he, wasn't thrown. He, he ran on his own. That's when Garrett goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because <laughs> like quickly, they shuffled uh, Olawale into the into the lineup. And then, and here's uh, poor Vandrish is like, wait a minute, I'm going to have to cover a fresh guy. And he lined up, mm-hmm. and Garrett's like, whoa, whoa. And next thing you know, Dak's snapping the ball, you know, trying to get, you know, get <laughs> And him. they didn't yeah. stop it fast enough. Yeah, and so they did it a third time. It was like a wheel route where he had to run yeah. 50 yards downfield. And, boy, he was. Yeah, but that's what you hope for him. I, I, the athletic ability, we've talked about that a bunch. It's going to be about the instincts. I thought the last two days filling holes. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Team, yeah, what Rob go. said, and he did yeah. it in the yeah. in the uh, blue-white uh, All right, practice. so what did we arrive? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, no, and I, I was just saying, I think he's starting. It seems like he's getting more comfortable, yeah. and he's starting to see things quicker 
than maybe he had because the physical instincts are there. They are. Now it's a matter of just kind of seeing things. And, and, yeah, he'll be an interesting one to watch. And we're not seeing guys finish plays and actually wrap up and tackle. Right. He can do that, too. And he'll be in those positions. On he Thursday. did that on the goal line. When, when they got to tackle on the goal line, he was a guy that was, like you said, filling, you know, the, the you know, slide down the line, fill, scrape, boom, hit the hole, and then be a part of the tackle. And that's when Antoine Woods caught Marinelli's yeah. eye was the goal line stuff. Because yeah. when right. I talked to him afterwards, he goes, he was spectacular yeah. doing what they asked him to do. And I don't think, you know, he hadn't moved on to the first team yet, but it was first team goal line. Like you get your big body guys, the, you know, dump trucks in there mm-hmm. uh, that can't be moved. And, mm-hmm. and he, you know, and, and then he, as he told me, unfortunately, I did that worm crawl, and he goes, it didn't look real good on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Nate enjoyed it. And by the way, <laughs> Antoine Woods, <laughs> Antoine Woods uh, uh, probably was recruited by, and I know he was coached by Ed Orgeron at USC, mm-hmm. and Orgeron is a Marinelli guy. And yep, so, absolutely. Yep, and absolutely. So you're very familiar with Coach So they're probably Coach o. O. looking for some of the same traits in, by the way, in I that got, position. By the way, I got a quick uh, Coach O story. Uh, I was out, this is about five years ago, at Arlington Martin High School in the springtime. They had some stud defensive end out there. And uh, so we went out and did a story on him, and Coach O was there. Well, that stud defensive end turned out to be Miles Garrett. Wow. And you talk about, I mean, a sen- as a senior in high school, before his senior year, he looked, he already looked like Miles Garrett. Right. Is but, that legal? <laughs> but Ed Orgeron's there, and – he had this little video camera, pocket-sized video camera, and, and Miles was in the weight room there. And so he's doing weight, lifting weights. And it was a great example of college recruiting. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and Coach O is one of the best in the business Absolutely. as far as recruiting goes. And so he just right, flips out his little camera out of his pocket, and he gets right in Miles Garrett's <laughs> face as he's lifted right here just – just to record a little bit of something, just sure. so they could show the guys back at USC. Right. Intensity, this is, what, all, yeah. this is what I'm talking about right, <laughs> right here. Right. So, right. anyway. A GoPro. Right. Yep. He had his own GoPro. That's right. All right. Yeah, we continue on Talking Cowboys in just a moment. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. 
Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues on this Tuesday morning in Oxnard as the Cowboys are less than an hour away from being out on the practice field. 10.30 this morning. And then Jason Garrett press conference will be after practice. Their walkthrough is this evening and uh, travel day tomorrow in San Francisco, playing in Santa Clara on Thursday night against the 49ers. And as far as television coverage is concerned, the game starts at 9, countdown to kickoff at 8. And the first installment of the Deep Blue Series for this preseason, seven, this is all Central Time, 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. And, Rob, you know a little bit about what's coming up on Yes, that. Kent Garrison and I have been working on this bad boy for eight months or so. It's called Parcells Final Ride, and it documents uh, Bill's arrival in 2003 and the culture change and the things he did to shake things up around here, uh, mostly in that 03 season, but then beyond, you know, the foundation that he set here for a team that to at least contend and, and have a chance at, at getting back to Super Bowl. So, uh, really, you know, thank – Thanks to him for allowing us to fly out to Florida and, and interview. Yeah, tell him. us a little bit about that. That was it. Was awesome. It was. Uh, he was dressed out for uh, a golf golfing outing. Uh, clearly, when we uh, met up with him out in Jupiter, Florida, and at uh, his house. No, we met him at a at a hotel at okay. a resort, and uh, he raises big timers. Yeah, he raises horses now for a living, and which shocking, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing the way he liked yeah. to talk about the ponies back then. Just, you know, he's enjoying retirement, plays the stock market, hangs out, and uh, and still keeps – what's interesting to me is he still keeps in touch with former players, former coaches, and you talk to him and to a man, everybody loves the guy. Now, when he was here, I don't know if that was always the same thing because of the way he pushed guys. Uh, but we've got some cool stories, and, uh, and we're looking forward to showing that. It's going to be tomorrow, 3 p.m. Central on connected TV, mobile apps, DallasCowboys.com, Facebook Live, and Twitter. Check it out. Can I just say something? And I know Mickey covered the team then, but you know, I know he lived it. I lived it. And I'm being part of the personnel department at that time with him coming in. We'd had three terrible seasons. We didn't do a very good job of getting talent on this team. The talent that we did have, it took a Hall of Fame coach to bring it all together, at least to give us a chance. So I just want to say this to Rob and to Kent. You know, it is it is true to the word of how things were at the time. Uh, the stories, the interviews, the question, all this stuff was just put together so well. And, I, you know, I, I, as a guy that lived it, I, I highly recommend you watch it because it will give you complete insight to what was going on with Bill Parcells while he was here with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so right. you've spent eight months on this project. Yes. Who else, who else have you, did you talk to as part of it? We or spent a few of them. Well, we talked to Brian. Well, we talked to Mickey. We talked to – we went to the Combine, interviewed Sean Payton, Mike Zimmer, who were assistants on that staff. Chris Mortensen, yeah. Chris Mortensen, who broke the story of 
Teterboro, yeah. The secret meeting in New Jersey on the tarmac between Jerry and Bill. Um, Jason Witten, Tony Romo makes a cameo in there. We've, we've got some interviews. Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson. Mm, yeah. Thanks to everybody who, who contributed to this, really. A lot of the beat writers who covered it around here at the time, too. It's really well. It's, it's <coughs> excellent. It's an excellent piece of, of, of history of being brought back. Again, we were awful. And we needed a change, and Bill did provide that change. Maybe the greatest coaching job in Cowboy history. No question. It took it, that it, ten and six. Took that team to the that was, that was playoffs. Quincy that Carter. Was, that, serious. That was the biggest pile of you know what, and I was part of that. And and nah. and to to say <laughs> to say that uh, to say that you know you, you could take. That was I'm always grateful that he was able to take some of the pieces that we put together and make it at least presentable to get in the playoffs. I mean, he took a quarterback that, you know, was not well, how, very – I mean, not a, but, not but a how really about good. this? Even from a defensive standpoint, he's uh, always been a 3-4 guy, he, and, but he knew what what he had, right. and he had to go with what his personnel he, would allow him to play. He did that. Number he, one defense that year? It was, yeah. Yes, Mike at, at one point at least it was. No, yes. I yes. think they finished yeah. number one. It was incredible, some of the games. I mean, offensively, yeah, it struggled in a lot of ways, but Mike Zimmer did a heck of a job. Mike – Mike didn't know what he was about to get into. And then the next year, Mike took a 3-4 defense. Right. Mike had never Converted. called 3-4 defense. And look what he did with that. That just shows you the type of guys. Sean Payton, Darren Woodson, you know, uh, Mike Zimmer. You know, those guys all had a huge, huge hand in getting that thing. But it had to start with the head coach, and, and he did it, a great job. And if you look at the offense, w- with Carter at quarterback, and he was still an unknown at that yeah. time, you had Hambrick as the running back. Richie Anderson. And Richie too, yeah. Anderson yeah. ended up catching more passes than anybody else as uh-huh. a fullback. As a fullback. Yeah. Terry Glenn. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Bill Bill helped with some some great additions. Yeah. He really, really did. Props to Ken on, on yeah, absolutely. visually. You know, he's such a creative guy, and I think we've really presented it in a, in a cool way. So Please I, watch. I hope you guys yeah. enjoy it. Please watch. And that was Terrence Newman's rookie season. He had four interceptions to lead the team. Yeah. And uh, Terrence Newman is – I probably is the last one off that team is still playing. Now. Still going. Yeah, Jason yeah. Witten's retired. We, we were told when we drafted him, he was too old when we drafted him. He was like twenty five. That's yeah, what everybody was worried stay. about. Everybody's worried about right. the criticism. How, how can you take a guy that old? Fifth pick in the draft. Actually, a, Bill Parcells said the same damn thing. Yeah. He goes, "Are we going to really take a guy this old?" And Mike and Larry Lacell and those guys that were some really good. Uh, Bill, I give Bill a lot of credit. That first year in the draft, he listened, and then we kind of got things together, and then. That 05 draft he had with DeMarcus When's, Ware and those guys was really, really good. When do you think the last time the Cowboys had someone with more than four interceptions in a season? And you can look that up real quick. <laughs> they have the incep- interceptions well, Newman had four. by year. Yeah, I'm just going through well, year by yeah, year. I know, Newman had quicker, four Ross, in 04. Did Ross have six his rookie year? Aaron Glenn had four in 05. I think uh, Roy Williams had five in 2006. Oh, yeah. When did we have Ross? He was was he, he Anthony was Henry the, had six. Oh two. Oh two. I, I think yeah. he got cut in oh three. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Anthony Henry had six in oh seven, and Ken Hamlin had five that year. Okay. The, go to twenty seventeen and go Newman back. Newman had four again in oh eight. Yeah. All right. Let me go. All right. I last year. Idea. Last year Heath had three. Hey. Church had two in twenty sixteen to lead the team. Heath had two in twenty fifteen. I think, like, and you know, to your point, though, this might be a team that gets some interceptions. Well, if we've seen and, and, and with and these corners, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. The answer to your question is 2014. Bruce Carter had five. Bruce, 
Oh, Bruce as a Garner, linebacker, as that's a right. Yeah, that's and he right. turned it into a big that's free right. agency contract, right. and then Not a they bad player. <laughs> couldn't start him. Not a bad player. Bruce Carter with the knee. He had that knee problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was never high on Bruce Carter, uh, his instincts as a linebacker. He wasn't I the had. smartest guy, but you know what? He, <laughs> so those interceptions found him. Is hey, that what you're saying? He got his money. That's good for him. And Sean Lee led the team with four in 2013. There's so we still haven't got to a cornerback or nope. safety. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon Carr had three in 2013, so that's not – J.J. Wilcox had three in 14. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at DBs now. Carr had three in 2012. Uh, Lee had four. Newman, Newman again had four in 2011. So we're looking for someone other than Terrence Newman <laughs> who had four interceptions. Sensabaugh uh, had five there you go. in oh, 2010. Safety. There you go. Okay. There you Brian's go. right. There's still this, about a corner. This young secondary's <laughs> flying around out here though. There's there's, there's some Jenkins. encouraging stuff. Mike Jenkins had five in 2009. That's your last corner to have more than three interceptions in a season. And they ruined him. I, Who? Yeah, Mike, Jen- Mike Jenkins. Oh. That Pac-Man Jones BS. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, wrong. How about we go to Texas? In fact, we're going to Austin in Longview, Texas. Well, let's go. Hello, Austin. Hey, guys. How you doing? I uh, love the show. Thank you. I, I just have a, a, a quick comment and a question. Uh, the comment is um, I'm not too worried about uh, Dak Prescott. I see everybody's worried about Dak because of the new receiving core, but everybody forgets that he's just he's just in his third year. So, I mean, his, his rookie year, he had an outstanding year, and those were all new guys to him as well. And his best receiver that year was Cole Beasley, you know, and without Des Bryant, you know, the little stretch that he had, he had a good good little three-game stretch there. And my, uh, my question is also about Dak Prescott. So say we don't have the year that we're looking to have this year. Say we go 7-9, <laughs> 8-8. Are we going? Are we going to have to reboot this whole thing with that? Because I mean, you don't want to pay that Prescott franchise money if he's not that guy. Are we going to have? Are we going to look for a new quarterback or, or what? And that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the question. I, 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 I appreciate his question for two fronts. Two things. Go ahead. He, he, he was. It, and he, it was comical. He just. He, he said. <laughs> no, but, was. I'm not worried about Dak Prescott, but but <laughs> if, he, if but, he's not, yeah, yeah but yeah. if he's not. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to have to. Yeah, if if things don't work out, uh, you know, if things don't work out, you potentially could see a lot of new things. You could see, man, they get rid of me, they get rid of the coach, they get rid of Dak. I mean, if if it if this thing changes, somebody will come in here and say, potentially will come in and say, I can't do it with this. I got to have this. I got to have this. I got to have this. And that's what that's that's the danger. Uh, when you change coaches, that if the players, especially the quarterback, does not work out, look what they've done in Cleveland. I mean, that's been a nightmare for them. And it doesn't and yet, always work just yet because the you coach, change. And yet the coach has kept his job. Yeah. But that, <laughs> Hugh Jackson. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. I mean, it might be a situation. But you, you, if, if things don't work out here, we could see a lot of change. Okay, and but could, you still have to find a quarterback. You're assuming if your team is bad, you'll be picking in the top five. You'll draft a quarterback, and will he be ready? I'm not sure if Kyler Murray will be ready. 
Oh, don't get me started. Is he ready for Oklahoma? That's the question. There's there's quarterbacks in this draft when we start to look at, I guarantee there'll be four or five guys when it's all said and done. Dak was ready and he was a fourth-round pick. Just because you don't pay Dak doesn't mean you've got to get rid of him. That's a great point because most we're so focused on the NFL during a season. And even I I follow college football closely, but a couple of years ago, I didn't know anything about Carson Wentz until the Senior Bowl, basically. Well, no, right. they played in their in their national championship game in Frisco, and that's Probably the first co- yeah. that's the first he got on my radar. Yeah. And before you know it, he's the first pick in the draft four yeah. months later. Josh Allen yeah. last year, I never pay attention to Wyoming football, and he had a very pedestrian collegiate career sure. statistically. Watch you know. out for the best quarterback. And in so the there'll SC. be a, there'll be a Carson Wentz or a Josh Allen. They got one in Missouri. Watch yeah. out for the best Woo. quarterback in the SEC. Ooh. Is oh, that bar very high? That, that Georgia quarterback's pretty that, good. Say that frog, Alabama, frog, that frog. Alabama quarterback he, that came in in the second half. And he's better than all good. of them. Okay. Wow. He's a pure well, quarterback. That's what they Going said about to the natty. Auburn. Auburn's that's got what a, they Auburn's said got about a, Blaine Gabbert, too. Auburn's got a good came quarterback. Came out too seen. This kid made a good decision. Auburn he does stayed. have a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if Derek Dooley can screw him up. <laughs> Set the SEC touchdown record, single season touchdown record, with a group of receivers that weren't all that great. Yeah. All right, we've got three minutes left on the show, and uh, practice today. What will it consist of? This is a Friday before a Sunday game, but uh, this is training camp. Are you think they're camp. in pads or shells? I, I think they're going to be in pads. I saw the pads laying out but by I, the but locker room. But I wonder if it's going to be quite as physical as we've seen in the last maybe couple of days. Maybe cut back some or of it. Or maybe yeah. they yeah. take them off at some point. Okay, then my question on that is. <laughs> We're all guessing here. Okay. First team offense will play a series Thursday night? I kind of hope. Yes, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe right. two. Okay. How about ten plays? So how much work are they getting this week? If they're, What are they doing today? They're off. Wednesday. That's a good point. They're playing a series or two Thursday night. They're off Friday. But is it a good time? What I'm getting at here. I think the is practices have been pretty physical. They with, have. And I think that you've got. I watched Tavon after they ran compete drill yesterday with Tavon Austin and then Jordan Lewis. Both those guys, young men walking back up the field together, were like, looked like old men. You know, these guys have been doing a ton of running. Well, and that's, that's sort of my point. The yeah. whole wide receiver group. It's yeah. one reason they're short-handed. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's one reason they're being careful with Thompson, too, yeah. because they do a lot of running out here. They don't want this Achilles tightness thing to get There's a certain point you get 15 days into camp, and it's good to have a – Let's a, a, let's put, start a, playing a some games. Break. Yeah, let's okay. play some games. Kind of yeah. like our workouts in the morning yeah. Yeah, where we were spent after yeah. 15, 16 15 days minutes, this. yeah. It's time to – I made it a half hour. That's, that's I okay. do, too. No, we, all, we all do. We I'm 0 for 15, so you guys got me. <laughs> I haven't done a damn thing out here. And, again, player to watch on Thursday night. Mickey, you got I need one name. I'm going to stick with Antoine An- Woods. Antoine Woods, yes. number 64. Brian, one name. I need Mike White to play a little better. Mike White, quarterback, quarterback yeah. number three. Yeah. Lance Lenore, Jr., can he steal a job from all Lance. these receivers? Lance can he take Lenore one wearing Miles Austin's rookie number, number 14. 14. And I'll go ahead and take number 13, Michael Gallup. I there want to go. see him. Play. And you right. better be awfully good to keep people from going to sleep Thursday night. Okay? I know. It's a late keep night. Up. Late keep night. Keep them up. That's right. That's right. Pressure's on. Yep. Mickey's putting the pressure on. He wants to be on that sideline. We'd love to have you on that <laughs> sideline, too, there, Mickey, especially to identify what's going on with those third-teamers that come in the game. Boy, that'll be, in the second that'll be a chore. All right. 
the break. Can't wait to get on the air here. We're coming so over the I rail. Guess we're getting kicked off the air. Enjoy your Thursday night football on Thursday night. The Cowboys and the Niners. The break is next. Thank you.